today on the show, I'm going to talk about how to find your gift by training yourself to see the beauty within you. And I'll do this through a story from a childhood experience. I rely on the generosity of you, the listeners, to help support me and this podcast. Typically, I travel around giving workshops and charging a fee for this. Here I am providing this content to you for free. I have over 60 episodes of content now for you to go through, and all I ask is that you make a donation. You can give what you feel that you've received from the podcast. It could be the price of a yoga class, more, whatever you feel that you can give. You can go to the storyofmepodcast.com and on the contact page there's a donate button or you can go to the episode description and there's a link. You can also donate in Bitcoin. But please help support this podcast, help me out so that I can continue to bring you these episodes. Also, please share the podcast with a friend. If you know someone that you think would enjoy this podcast, please share with them. Help me get the word out. You can also go to the podcast website to buy some merch. There's coffee mugs, shirts, hats, bags with quotes from my writing to help remind you of your inner power and the insights that I bring you through my writing and podcast. You can also go to the podcast website and drop me a line. Give me some feedback. Ask me a question that I can answer on the program. Okay, so now let's get to it. Bountiful am I, blissful am I, why, guru, beautiful am I. Welcome to the story of me with Amarjit Singh. This is where my guests and I share personal stories from our life and explore the psychological insights that were learned from these experiences. Each story will entertain you, as well as increase your understanding of your own psychological patterns. Then, through the principles of yoga psychology, you will learn how to overcome the resistance that is holding you back from living a more fulfilling life. Join me every Tuesday for a new episode, where I share my experiences in psychological understanding, interview guests, and answer listener questions. Now let's get started with the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding. Welcome to the show. For those of you who are new, my name is Amarjit Singh and I am your host. For old listeners, welcome back. It's good to have everyone again. I hope everyone is doing well. Today on the show, I want to talk about really how to not just look at yourself to find your own gift, but really how to look at everyone to see the beauty within them. And I will do this through telling an experience, a story from my childhood. But before I do that, I'd like to get into just some current events of what's going on in our culture. As we see this war is continuing between Russia and Ukraine, and I see a lot of the media trying to condemn Russia, or condemn the citizens of Russia in some of the sporting events that there was a case where the Ukraine player didn't want to play the, the Russian tennis player in, in the tournament. What are we doing? And you can see that 
the media is trying to divide people because it's not this tennis player's fault that Putin started this war. And I'm not going to get into why the war started and all this, but it's not the citizen's fault. I mean, if you're an American, is it your fault that we went into Iraq or, or that we are dropping bombs on Yemen or in Syria? You know, whose fault is that? Is that your fault? Should we take away your livelihood? Should we take away your uh, life? No. And it's just a tool to divide people. I mean, we've had how many wars? Did we do this before? No. But they're doing it now. They're trying to divide people to keep you separate. The same thing that they used in this pandemic to divide people between left and right or vaccinated and unvaccinated, whatever it is, it's all to divide you because it's this takeover of the world through this tyranny. And what's happening behind the scenes of what they're telling us is really detrimental to the freedom of everyone. I think George Orwell was a prophet in this book, 1984. The only thing that he made a mistake on was the title. It should have been 2020. And we're in a situation in our society where the corporations, the media, the politicians, and countries have colluded like never before to have a war, but not against one country or another, even though this is happening throughout the world, but it's more than this. It's the war against the citizens. It's this ruling class against the citizens. COVID just provided the message that allowed them to align their interests effectively. And they're trying to continue this through this war because they announce all these sanctions against Russia, trying to, to show that they're being strong against them, but the sanctions are not complete, meaning that the things that the elites still need, they're not sanctioning. And this is hurting not the, the people who are in power, but it's hurting the citizens around all, all the world. They're able to really align their messages throughout the world in this really effective way because of the technological evolution that we find ourselves in. It's made it easier for them to control the narrative through coercion, censorship, and disinformation. And also this technology allows them to instill this tyranny so effectively that they don't even need to try to hide it any longer. I mean, look at what happened in Canada. They just froze bank accounts. They, they tried to close businesses down if they served people who were in the protest. And they're not even trying to hide what they're really doing. And they're co coercing you through the social aspect of, of life by putting one person against the other, saying these people are bad, these people are good, economically and physically. And what happens when they fact-check you off of social media for stating facts, and then they start to freeze your bank account without legal justification and impose their will upon you physically without reason? And we started to see this in, in Canada. And if you don't think this is going to spread to the country that you're in, if it already hasn't, many aspects have. 
through this Google, Facebook, all these companies are really manipulating you through their technology. And it's all done to to censor you, to hypnotize you to this this narrative that they want to to paint, right? To distract you. What happened to COVID? It's gone, right? Because they're distracting you now with something else, and now you you can be uh, virtuous by standing against Russia, right? And virtue signal. This is what they want you to do. Like I have said on many episodes. World War III started long before Russia invaded Ukraine. It's this psychological war that is now turning physical, like we saw in Canada. And it is not one country against another. It is the ruling class against the citizens. We've seen over the past two years the biggest transfer of wealth. In the United States, 33% of the money supply has been created in the last, what, year or two. In this war, where do you think all this money is going? To this military-industrial complex, which are the ruling class, the elite. And it's all done because the Federal Reserve needs to extend this pyramid scheme they have with the currency. And this is going to be the big downfall, is how long can they keep creating this money, we start to see all this inflation. It's already starting to cause a lot of problems in people's life. If you look at the cost of the food you're buying, price of gas now, and all these things, it's gone up way more than 7.5%. This is a lie. They're lying to you. They're taking away your freedom. The number one freedom, they started with the bodily autonomy and now they're taking away your economic freedom, your freedom to move, and they remove all these mandates and say, oh, now we give you the freedom. But what they're really doing is they're allowing you privileges. They're not giving you freedom. And they're trying to change from this vaccine passport you're going to see is this digital ID to get on the internet that will have all your records attached to it, and this will be the end of your freedom along with the digital federal currency. So we start to wonder then, well, who is this elite? And it sounds, it sounds like a, uh, a conspiracy uh, theory, right? When we hear, oh, it's the ruling elite, it sounds, it sounds like a movie, like a James Bond movie or some kind of movie like this where there's a ruling class and they're trying behind the scenes to control everyone. And we think, this can't be really happening. There was an interesting video I, I saw. I'll put a link to it in, in the episode description. But it was a video on YouTube by a guy named JP. He does these kind of sarcastic videos but that have a lot of information. And he did this video, Is Klaus Schwab the Most Dangerous Man in the World? And I put a link into the episode description so you can see this. But I, I recommend you go on YouTube and, and watch this. It's crazy. It, it, it's, uh, it's incredible. They're not even trying to hide what they're doing and who's doing it. They're coming out and saying it directly. So I I think it's important that you start to understand 
that it isn't one country against the other, that the Russian citizens and the Ukrainian citizens have nothing to do with this. The same as the American citizens don't have to do with the bombing in Yemen or in Afghanistan or, or Iraq. Why are they doing this? It's not in our name, but it's with our money. It's with our resources. It's, it's against us. Stop allowing them to separate you and divide you because this is what they're doing to make you weaker because you are the enemy. And the more they divide you, the weaker you get. And we need to come together to embrace each other for our differences, our different opinions, our different philosophies, our different ways of life. But we should allow the environment for them all to prosper, for them all to flourish and make this world a beautiful place instead of this us-against-them place. So I'd like to continue this theme of love, of not dividing but embracing, creating this union between you and those in this world or those in your environment, but also the union between you and yourself, this self-love, this connection. And I'm going to talk about an experience I had. I've talked a few episodes of some experiences I've had with my father, and I'd like to share one with you in in this episode. And I think this is uh, one of the most important in my life uh, that that I see in retrospect of, of what has really shaped, I don't know if it shaped my life, but helped me pay attention to things in my environment and within people, within myself. And what I'm talking about is how to really see the messages of God through people, through places, through things, through experiences. because like I talked about in the last episode, we learn in relationship to people, places, and things, like the great Krishnamurti said. All these things are just reflections. They're just mirrors for us to look inside ourselves. And some things, uh, some experiences, or some words someone says, or interactions you have, have a profound experience on you, and others don't. And there's a purpose for this. There's a reason for this. And the reason is because of experiences in this life and the past lives is going to be reflected in your reaction to the experiences that you have throughout life. And if you learn how to pay attention to these strong experiences or these memorable experiences or these impactful experiences, you'll start to see the story of you. And not just the story of you, but really everyone's story. You'll be able to see this expression in them even before it comes out. And so this is what we're talking about is this self-expression, and the self-expression is love, right? I I say this all the time is we are the creative manifestation of the creator, and creativity and love are synonymous. There's no separation from them. We are love. We are creativity. And what does this mean? It means that we're here to express this love through our creative expression. And when I talk about being able to see this within yourself 
and to train yourself to see this within people, those in your environment or those that, that you encounter, then you start to see the beauty in life. And sometimes this may be difficult because it's not always easy when we have to face difficult things. So today I'm going to share with you something that I wrote. I'm going to read it to you. Putting these words on a paper really helped me clarify something that I knew for a long time, but really to look at it in a clearer way, a more uh, conscious way, so to speak, I guess. But it was something that that really stuck with me my whole life, and uh, so now I'll get to it and I'll read it for you. I know a couple expecting their first child, a boy. They're a caring couple and want to be the best parents they can be. As a result, they listen too closely to all the well-meaning but inadequate advice thrown at them. One day, the expecting mom asked me, What do you think would make a good family heirloom? It turns out that her mother had suggested that she buy her husband an heirloom to pass down to their son. Her mother was an orphan, and like many parents, they wished the things for their kids that they wanted but didn't get. This suggestion, like most, comes with good intentions. However, people don't take into consideration that everyone has different needs and desires, a different path in life. Her mother desired some kind of tangible thing to take the place or represent the love she felt that she was neglected. Now she's projecting her feelings onto her daughter and future grandson. They will feel the same neglect if there isn't some tangible representation of love, she thought. This is common, how many people try to express their love through a physical object. In fact, one of the most important relationships or expressions of love is represented by two objects, a piece of paper, the marriage certificate, and a valuable stone, a diamond. People search for clarity in a diamond like it's going to magnify the clarity in their love. There exists no physical object that can represent love without lessening it. This includes the most valuable piece of paper and diamond in the world. So with these feelings, how do I respond to the question in a positive way? What object do I suggest? I begin to scan the memories of my childhood. What did my father pass down to me? I don't think I possess anything older than a few pairs of socks. What do I suggest? A ring? A necklace? How do I suggest something that I don't use? A watch? Does Timex make one for this purpose? Cufflinks? What if the kid doesn't wear a suit? Then it came to me. I never thought about this as a gift given to me, but I don't know why not. It's light, takes up no space, and I never forget it with all the other stuff that I put aside not to forget but still do. I don't know if you can really call it a family heirloom, I'm not sure if my grandfather gave it to my father, and I have given it to people who aren't in my family, but it was passed down to me from my father. I will pass it on to you, so you can pass it on to your children or whoever you would like. Don't worry at what age you should trust them with this valuable gem. They won't take it to a pawn shop to get a cash advance, to feed a drug habit, to buy beer for a college party 
or to just feed their empty stomach as they struggle to make their way in this world. If you're smart, you will plant the seed in others and allow them the fruits of this unlimited gift. You can't trade it, you can't sell it or pawn it, but it will bring rewards that are impossible to quantify, calculate, measure, weigh, and hold. I think I was about 10 years old and my father and I were sitting at the counter of a pizzeria enjoying a couple slices. It was here, in between bites of pizza, that I received the heirloom, the gift. My father turned to me and casually but purposefully said, There's one thing that is beautiful in every person. You just have to look for it. Even at 10 years old, I knew my father well enough to know that there had to be some motivation behind this comment. So as most of the cheese came off the slice of pizza in one bite, I looked around but couldn't find a beautiful girl in sight like I had expected. I took a moment to reflect as I tried to chew all the cheese without burning the roof of my mouth. It seemed logical. Why wouldn't everyone be born with one gift, one purpose in life to fulfill? And why couldn't some people see it? If some people can see ghosts, why couldn't others see living people's gift or life purpose? After years of research, I learned that it's true. Every person has one beautiful and special thing about them. Some let it shine, making it easy to notice, while others still haven't discovered the gem inside them to give it a good polishing for the world to see. Beautiful and special don't mean physical looks, but if you train your eye, you can see the physical manifestation of this inner beauty or special gift that my father was talking about. 43 years later, it is as tangible as a watch, ring, necklace, or cufflinks to me. Searching for a person's life purpose or inner beauty is second nature for me. It is like the relationship between a sculptor and his hands, a carpenter and his hammer, a painter and his paintbrush. It is a writer's vision, my vision, my tools, my art, my life purpose. What a gift to see this. What an heirloom. I give it to everyone because it can't be possessed. It can only be used. If I knew what a big gift I was receiving at the time, I may have pulled some of the cheese out of my mouth so I could digest both things better. This has been the greatest gift I have ever received. It has moved everywhere with me. I never had to pack it in a box marked fragile, never had to insure it or even lock it up, and it has always been with me. I've never scratched, cracked, chipped, scuffed, marked, dented, or blemished this gift. I've had it in the worst parts of towns, at all-night parties, dance clubs, desert parties, Mardi Gras, and even have been surfing in the ocean with it. And it has only shined brighter over time. Another great thing about this heirloom is it's adjustable. It adjusts to fit you. It's like a ring that changes size as your finger grows, a frame that adjusts to the picture. As I was consuming this idea and my pizza, my father irritatingly said with a mouthful of half-chewed pizza, I can't eat next to the smelly guy. Grab your slice and we'll eat outside. Like I said, this kind of gift you can adjust the frame to center the part of the picture you like. So I grabbed what was left from my slice and the heirloom and we left. 
I'd like to tell you about Sing Flutes. These are flutes that are made by me. They're handcrafted Native American-style flutes designed for sound healing. The flutes are tuned to the frequency of 432 hertz, the harmonic intonation of nature. The fundamental note of each flute is in a key to vibrate a particular chakra. Whether you are playing for others or yourself, listening to 432 hertz music resonates inside the body. In fact, they did a medical study where they hooked people up to a brain and heart monitor and played different instruments to them. The Native American-style flute had the most impact in relaxing them. If you're a yoga teacher, it's a great instrument to incorporate into your classes. What I do is I have an app on my iPad that has the sounds of nature, and I'll put on the sounds of rain and play over this to the students at the end of the class. It's a very intuitive instrument to play. There's no musical knowledge necessary to get started. Each flute is unique since they're handmade. I put different artwork on them. I put mantras on them related to the chakras that they're tuned to. So go check them out at singflutes.com, S-I-N-G-H-F-L-U-T-E-S.com. Use the discount code, the story of me podcast and get 10% off. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the program. Again, please support the program by making a donation. Go to the story of me podcast.com. And on the contact page, there's a donate button. You can also find this link in the episode description and make a contribution. Give what you can. Give what you feel that you've received from this podcast. Help support it. And you can also support the podcast by sharing it with a friend. If you know someone that you think would like it, share it with them. Contact me through the contact page on the website. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, so until the next time, from the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding, allow love to be the current that carries your words and actions. Mm-hmm.